Welcome to Celebrating Act Two. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life. Well, hello again, uh, everybody out there in the Celebrating Act Two world. We're here with one of our favorite contributors, Bill Jordan, and hey, Bill. Uh, and my partner John Coleman and. Uh, we're here to have uh, probably no long faces today. Prepare to laugh. <laughs> no long faces today. My Bill, my wife looked at me and she said, uh, you're wearing a T-shirt. You can't afford a shirt. <laughs> is the market down? <laughs> and as, unfortunately, the market is down. Mm. But I, I wanted to talk about, because Art and I have a couple of years on you. Um, I know you have not started taking Social Security yet, and yet you're a baby boomer. Um, I wanted to know your thoughts, and more important than that, for all the people who watch uh, uh, Embrace the Boom and Celebrating Act Two, is the idea that you know our nest egg, our money, wherever it is, whether it's in a, I don't know, an IRA or a pension or whatever it is, but our nest egg is a. Uh, can be a source of fear when the market's going up and down as it is these days, particularly um, watching it go down. Especially Ooh. when it's a roller coaster that doesn't come up. <laughs> yeah. It'll come up. It, it always comes up. It'll come up tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that... Okay. Okay. Anyway, okay, Bill. Andy. Thank you very much. I wanted your your perspective, Bill. Well, I mean, I've, I've fortunately, the last radio station that I was with for 23 and a half years, they did the 401k and the matching this and the matching that. And I talked to a money guy years ago. I didn't really, he was a friend of a friend. And he said, well, the number one thing is, are you doing your full contribution? And I said, no. He said, well, that's your number one rule. Do that. And I didn't do that. And that's one of my biggest financial regrets was that I did not contribute into my 401k my maximum i should have done that yeah. um yeah i i've uh so anyway but but prior to prior to being at work with the, with the station for those last 23 and a half years i didn't really have any i didn't have any investments or anything like that so this forced me to do it took it you know did the uh, employee withholding so i didn't see it if i didn't see it i wouldn't miss it and that money grew and grew and grew, and I was amazed at what was in it in 23 uh, years. Now, so my investments, and they are diversified as I have gotten older. That, you know, Early on, it was pretty aggressive. Now, I guess I'm pretty safe. Uh, and it augments my, my income from my voiceover business. But I don't look. I, you know, I see when the market's going down, uh, every now and then I'll have to call my money guy and go, you know, in as painless a way as possible, find me $2,000, whatever. And he'll say, okay. And it'll take, you know, four days or whatever. And then I, the money is transferred and that's how it works. But I don't look, my my brother, my middle brother's retired American Airlines pilot has always told me, don't look, you'll go crazy. And uh, I finally heeded that advice given the last year or so. So um, when it's up, I, I will... I feel good because when the market and everything is up, when the Dow and the S&P and everything else is up, uh, I, I feel a little better when I do call my money guy. And if I need to, I don't time the market again. I trust him to do anything like that. But when things are up, that's when I might be more liable to call him and say, 
hey, we, you know, Christmas is coming or we want to take a trip this summer. And to uh, augment that, uh, my voiceover income a little bit. Now, I know you guys are different. You are really hands-on guys. I don't put my hands where I don't know what I'm doing. And I would make probably a big mistake if I was trying to run my own money. That's interesting. Uh, and I would imagine uh, that's a, well, it, I know going back a few years, that was a choice we had to make. Do we find a money guy? And we, I can remember uh, Penny and I interviewed three or four uh, investment advisors, you know, they call them. And we just, we realized that uh, from, for our point of view, anyway, we know as much as they do. You know, nobody knows what the market is doing. It's yeah. a mob. It's if, a crazy if they mob. Knew really, if they really knew what it was doing, they would have been retired by now because they would have made a, a, you know, a killing. So, yeah. so who, who knows? Um, and then back to your other question about social security. Uh, you know, I'm on Medicare. I went on Medicare when I turned 65. That's great. You can get your payout. I mean, you can get your payout at any time, but I was told you get your full payout, your best payout maybe at 66. I mean, I know you can Seven, defer it and wait, wait till you're late. 70 yeah. and a half. Yeah. The problem again is too, you still, you don't know how long you're going to live. But my question is, and you guys may know the answer to this, with pulling off a voiceover and investment income, does that put me in a higher tax if I then take Social Security. For example, I was told you can get it at 62, but Social Social Security would be taxed at a 50% rate at 62 years of age. I'll take. I'll, so, actually, take, I'll, I'll actually take that. The, I don't know the exact ages, but 62, you can take it. But if you earn money, they claw back some of the Social Security they gave you. Yeah, like if you make more than 14 grand or something. Right, and then I forget what the term is, but when you're like fully uh, vested at like 67 and change, then they don't claw it back, uh, but it's at a certain level. And 70 and a half just means that you make more money. But the trick is this, that in California, uh, as in, well, the, the whole United States, your Social Security income tax, income is taxed as part of your normal income. So on your federal return, at least, uh, you have to include it as income. So my wife and I both collect, and that becomes part of our income, along with some pensions and 401ks and just investments we have. On the other side of it all is uh, in California, and I know there maybe half the states don't tax Social Security. So uh, I, I pay some money to, when I have a good year, I'm producing uh, income and things like that. I pay some income tax because with my Social Security on the federal side, I have to pay taxes. And quite frankly, I'd like to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to the federal government in taxes uh, because that means I'm earning a lot of money. Uh, on the other side, uh, on the state of California, I've been basically... Uh, although I've had some really good years producing, uh, never rose to the level of taxable income because they don't tax Social Security. So that's one thing you should check into. But the bottom line is that Social Security is taxable, certainly on the federal level. And the big difference about when you take it in the early stages is whether or not they take back money if you're making money. So in other words, whether or not you're, you have your taxable income moves you into a new bracket, they take money back from you because they're saying you're still working. But at 66 and a half, and it keeps going up a little bit, you get that fully vested thing where they don't take the money back, but it's all still taxable. John? All right, well, here's, here's my follow-up question to that. Do yeah. they consider investment income yes. as making money? Yes. 
Uh, and John actually has something that he's taken advantage of that I'll let him explain in a moment because we both do our own investing. Uh, but for the most part, 401ks, for instance, like you have at work, probably was done with pre-tax money so you didn't pay taxes on the money. They took it out and put it in that account. As you begin to take required minimum distributions, also at seven and a half, you must take a certain amount every year. Whatever you take out, since it's never been taxed before, it'll be taxed then. But the theory right. behind that was that for most people, they weren't working, so it would be taxed at a lower rate, even if you were making some investment income. It would be certainly taxed at a lower rate than when you were making a full-time salary. Uh, but John has actually found a really neat trick I never knew, and uh, maybe you can explain that, John. Sure. It, it's uh, about Roth IRAs. But before I, I get into Roth IRAs, I wanted to say that a lot of people, including myself back when, you ask yourself, should I take my Social Security now at 62, 64? Should I wait till, quote, full benefits at 66? Should I wait till 70, 70 and a half when I, when I you know, that's the maximum I can get. Should I max that? And the answer, there's a simple answer to this because you can always figure it out uh, on based on your budget. But the answer is twofold. Number one, wait as long as you can because you get more money from Social Security if you don't take it early. Number two, take it when you need it. Too many people say, well, I, I want to max it out. I, I'm going to wait another year. Meanwhile, what are they doing? They're borrowing on their credit cards. They're doing stupid stuff. Take the money when you need it. That's what it's there for. If you need it at 62 and you're eligible, take it. You need it. It's, you can wait till 66. Great. If you can wait till 70, great. But take it when you need it. So that that I think is advice for everybody okay. that is about or thinking about taking Social Security because that's a pretty big window, isn't it? I mean, 62 to 70. Yeah, eight years. That, sure. Yeah, well, that's a big when window. When you when you start looking at that window, and it's not just eight years; it's eight years that a life insurance actuary table is not too kind to you. <laughs> unless, well, unless you're like you know, me. Seriously. Eight years uh, when you're a teenager is one thing. Eight years yeah. when you're in your 60s is another thing. Yeah, but when yeah, the average age is 75 or 85, uh, you can think about it different ways. But John and I have different philosophies about that as well. We, we do. We like to argue about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so here's my little trick about the Roth IRAs, and it's not – this is not for everybody. Um, the, the, a Roth IRA has what I consider a, a huge advantage over a regular IRA. And that is that when you put the money in, because it's already been taxed, you can't, you can't get a tax deduction when you put money in a Roth. And there, there are restrictions about how you can put the money in. But when you put the money in there, it, it is not taxable forever. When you take it out, you don't pay tax on it. So if you put in a thousand dollars and you had a Roth IRA for a hundred years and it's now ten thousand, ten million dollars, you take it out. That's ten million is not taxable. It's not taxable income. Um, I learned early on that uh, you know I remember people saying, "Well, when you retire." You won't need as much money because you won't be spending. You won't be doing it. 
Well, that was nonsense. <laughs> if for no other reason than inflation alone, we're right. spending just as much money as we did 10 years ago. Uh, so I wanted to, I realized what I wanted to do is not pay taxes uh, when I'm 75 and 85. I wanted that money to come out of a Roth where I paid my taxes going in. It wasn't but, taxes. But actually, actually, John, there's something even more brilliant about that than that. Let's say you put in over the years, and you've already paid the taxes on it, uh, $50,000 into a Roth IRA. And let's say because the market has gone up, it turned out to be uh, $100,000. It's doubled in the last couple of years anyway. So right. even the money, even the money, the profits on that, yes. you don't pay income tax on, which Correct. is which is just astounding. Now, right now, right. The market's down for a while, but it'll be back. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, Bill, Billy Jordan, do you need to go to the well, bathroom? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Okay. Yes, Bill. I got I'll call on you. Okay. No, I've got actually another perspective as far as this whole money thing and, and handling our money once we're semi-retired or retired. And a, a buddy of mine, uh, when I was in radio, and he's a, real, he's a real money guy, gave me some great advice, but he gave it to me too late. And that is, it's when you retire, it's not how much you've invested or saved. It's how much you owe. So that whole notion of while you're working, get out of debt. Pay off your house, pay off that equity line, get off that credit card, pay off any student loans or whatever from your kids. Uh, Get as low a debt ceiling as you can get. And I'm still looking at probably seven years uh, of house payments. Um, and, you know, I, you just keep nibbling away at it. My parents were smart. Of course, you know, mortgages and there was much less. But given inflation, maybe it was comparable. But my mom paid like the mortgage plus an extra probably back then. It was probably an extra 50 bucks a month and paid for their house in no time, you know, paid toward the principal. And I've never adopted that. Uh, I wish I had done that. Now, I was able to pay in my last years in radio. I mean, I put a new roof on the house, paid cash, put a bigger deck on the back of the house with a hot tub in it, paid cash, didn't get in a loan for that. But there's other things I borrowed against, uh, you know, making a prime equity line of credit or whatever, uh, that looking back, it's like I shouldn't have used the house to borrow money against the house on this or this or this. Um but I've given a lot of thought and I pass it along to my daughter. It's get out of debt. That is that is huge. I, I think totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is very important. And I look back at being 50, you know, celebrating act two. We look at our audiences 50 plus if you're once you hit 50, you're starting the second half of your life. Um, but I look at back at being 50 and I there's no way I could have realized how important it would be to pay off the house, get out of debt, all of that stuff. Have the, We had the kids pay for their schooling mostly, but uh, still there's a lot of money went into that stuff. When you're in your 50s, you've got, you're, you don't look at retirement the same way that when you hit 60. You think you're uh, going to live forever. Yeah. Well, you great, have, there's, a great line, there's a great line about that. It's funny how your plans for the future change when the size of your future changes. <laughs> That's good. Great. That's a good one. Well, it's true. So, um, 
so your Bill Jordan is is beginning to adopt uh, some of the philosophies that uh, were shared with him because you you still got good health and you still got some income, so you're doing it now. And and I think that that's one of the points. It's never too late to start. Uh, yes, because right. uh, uh, John and I have a different. I have a a twenty five year old a twenty five year rolling plan. Let's say I've had a thirty year uh, rolling plan, but about that was five years ago. But I have a 25-year uh, rolling uh, plan. When people ask me if I'm going to retire, I said, well, you know, I have this 25-year plan. I have my uh, sister who's a few years older than me planning my 100th birthday party. And uh, she has finally agreed that, yeah, it's actually on her list and that she's working on it because she's buying into my plan. And uh, up until this recent time with uh, uh, the virus and everything, uh, there's no reason why... Uh, and even with this, those of, most of us are going to get through it, and we're going to have a nice long life. We're going to have a lot of things to do. Our money has to last longer, and and I enjoy working. You enjoy working. I know that John, well, John is a farmer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not work. That's, that's, that's a work. not. That's a worker. But it is a it is it is work. But as you're a gentleman farmer. Uh, I am yeah. very gentle. Yes. Yeah. We don't have any oxen anymore. Right. <laughs> so they got gored. So anyway, John, do you want to take us out of this? <laughs> um, I, I will. Bill, my my moral for this episode is plan for the future. It's yeah. never too late. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cliches are cliches because they're true. So when you grow up and you've always heard save for a rainy day, you need to believe that because trust me, it's going to rain. <laughs> it is going to rain. I mean, staying positive, but it's going to rain because life is life. So, yeah. so Bill, we do need rain, but while we're getting rain, how can people get and embrace the Boom Cup and follow oh. you on the internet? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook. My public page on Facebook is Bill Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, and look for the Embrace the Boom mug. There is my profile picture. Uh, pretty sure that's the case. And I've got a YouTube channel called Embrace the Boom. There you'll find my 15 video. Actually, I added one. I added another one. It's a little metal test uh, that you'll have to check out. That's on there, too. Um, anyway, that's Embrace the Boom. That's the channel on YouTube. Or you can go to Bill Jordan, Embrace the Boom. That's all together. Bill Jordan, Embrace the Boom.com. And there will be direct links to my 15 practices that are videos that are on YouTube. And also, if you do want to get one of these mugs, is again, not only like coffee and tea and hot chocolate or hot toddy or whatever you want, pens and pencils. I've got a girl I went to high school with, a friend of mine who uses it for makeup brushes. Uh, she, bought a, she bought a few of them just for different uses. I just use it to remind myself first thing in the morning as an attitude of gratitude to embrace being a baby boomer and enjoy the life I've got right now. So that's all available to you right there. And I appreciate you plugging. Yep. Amen. Bill, thank you so much. This is uh, we really appreciate you sharing, uh, as we all are, sharing our perspective on finance and retirement, Social Security, IRAs, who knows, whatever else. It's a it's a common issue for everybody over fifty. So, Absolutely. thank you again, Bill. Thank you guys. Thank you. See you guys. See you again soon. For more on Celebrating Act Two, visit our webpage, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and tell your friends. 
Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life.